Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to teach on, um, when Evangelist gets that ready, I'm going to teach on why do the righteous suffer. Dr. Sorella wrote a book about it, and it's an awesome book. Um, right now, we're just going to worship till that gets set up. I didn't give him no notice. I wasn't sure I was going to teach it. Thank you, Jesus. Give you praise, Lord. Well, yes, thank you, Lord. The first scripture we'll look at, y'all can be turning and be there, is Psalm 41 9. We're having a lot of teaching at prayer time lately because we have a lot of. Uh, voices and we have church four times a week so um, you know I'm praying about calling this this session 930 to 1015 deeper life which means you know the ones that want the meat the ones that want more than milk so um, that way there's a platform also for the for the newcomers um, you know that come to church and we can meet all the needs, not not just one level. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ready? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Freedom Ministries. Um, this is our prayer time, and I'm teaching today on why do the righteous suffer. I want to give honor to Dr. Marcella for writing a book on why do the righteous suffer, and that was a stronghold in my life uh, before I became a Christian and even afterwards. Why, if God is so big, why does all these bad things happen? Because you hear people say he's in control, so if he's in control, why are babies getting molested? Why are people dying? Why, why did my mama have cancer? Why, why do righteous people suffer? When my brother asked her, said, why, why did it have to be you? It should have been me because you're so holy. So we're going to look at uh, Matthew. We don't have to turn there. Y'all know this scripture, Matthew 5. Uh, four and five it talks about it rains on the just and the unjust and let's see why does it rain on the just and the unjust first of all I want to uh, say this Psalms 41 9 says and some of you have been through this even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted relied on and was confident in who ate of my bread and has lifted up he has lifted his heel against me. Let's look at 55, 12, and 4. We see where David's 
some of the closest people to him uh, turned on him. Psalm 55, 12. For it is not an enemy who reproaches and taunts me. Then I might bear it. Nor is it one who is hating me who insolently vaunts himself against me. Then I might hide from him. But it was you, a man of my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We had sweet fellowship together and used to walk in the house of God in company. I'm reading out the Amplified. Okay, why do all these things happen? First, we have to look at our relationship with God. We know God created man and put him in the garden. And he said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they did. So curses came on the earth. The curse came on the earth. But it didn't take away of God's love for us. We have to, above all of that, we have to know that he came and he had no sin and he took our sin because he loves us. We have to know that Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How come everybody's come short of the glory of God? Let's look at Psalm 51.5. Thank you, Jesus. Why do the righteous suffer? Behold, I was brought forth in a state of iniquity. My mother was sinful who conceived me, and I too am sinful. Sinful. So David said, I was born shaped in iniquity. We're all born with the sin nature. Because when they ate of that fruit, the curse came on mankind. Everything was perfect before then. There was no sickness. There was no lack. There was no poverty. There was perfect love. There was communion with God. And when in Galatians 3 says he came to redeem us from the curse of the law, that means we were cursed. Every baby born in the earth is cursed until they become born again. That sounds harsh, don't it? Every baby in the womb is born with the sin nature, shaping in iniquity. It doesn't matter how righteous their parents are or any of that because the righteous suffer also because of the curse. And the only way to stop the suffering um, to where it kills us, I'm going to show you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at... Um, Genesis 2, 16 and 17, and just look at what it says about the curse. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. Thank you, Jesus. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat it, you shall surely die. How did they die? Because they were still walking around. Spirit, man. Death came in. Curse came in. Rebellion came in. Iniquity came in. Self came in. Because he said in Genesis 1, 26, that he made man in his image. Is he rebellious? Is he full of sin? Is he full of sickness? 
Is he full of poverty? We're made in his image. What is the image of God? It's not that I look like God. It's that my spirit is just like God. And I have a will. I have a, he didn't want robots. So we have a will. I have free will to choose what I want to do with this life. So he, he can have people that actually love him from their heart. So um, uh, let's see, Romans 5, 19. First time I ever read this scripture, I'm like, this is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 5.19 says, For just as by one man's disobedience, failing to hear, heedlessness and carelessness, the many were con constituted sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought in right standing with him. So the bottom line, by one man's sin came, and by one man, righteousness came. By one man, Adam, disobedience came. And by one man, Jesus, righteousness came. Y'all got it? By one man, sin came. By one man, righteousness came. And redeemed us from the curse of the law. And brought us out of sickness and poverty and disease. That's why when people talk about uh, just one part of the gospel that's not what salvation means it means healing deliverance provision whole totally whole there's nothing lacking nothing broken hallelujah thank you jesus i know y'all wanting some donuts <laughs> maybe it's me that want donuts <laughs> so we see the relationship between god and man that that was tainted because before the curse, they were walking and talking to God in the cool of the day. Everything was perfect. Everything was righteous. Everything was good. So now let's look at a reason. We, sometimes we don't know the reason behind why the righteous suffer. We don't see behind the scene. We just see what we see. But let's look at Job. Um, Job 1, verse 6. I'm going to let one of y'all read this because it's kind of lengthy and I've got the amplified. Job 1, 6 through 19. Who wants to read? Okay. The microphone. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Job 1, 6 through 19. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, and is chooseth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job... Don't Job. It's okay. <laughs> okay. It looks like Doth, Job. Yeah. Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou 
made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side. Okay, but let's let's hold it right there. So what happened there? Job has, I mean, the enemy has access to God. We see it right here. The enemy has access to God. So he went to God and accused. He's, he's accusing. Really, he's accusing God. You see um, him, if you'll lift the hedge, then he's going to turn on you and all that. Okay, go ahead. All right. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses were feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their, in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Okay. Let's look again at verse 12. And the Lord said to Satan, the adversary, the accuser, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only upon the man himself put not forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So right there, we see who's in total control. He could only go as far as God would let him. So when people say God is in control, he really is in control. He doesn't put these sins and sicknesses and diseases on us, but those things come sometimes. He permits some of those things to, to prove what's in our heart. But he couldn't. the devil couldn't go ahead and finish him off. Because God is in control. So we're, we're, we're saying that there was something behind the scene of Job's affliction. His name means affliction, persecuted one. The thing that's behind the scene was the devil accusing God. See, the devil can't do anything to God. Uh, all he can do is do it through us. He accuses God through us on how we react to circumstances, how we respond to the things that's going on in our life. He's standing up there, see Charlotte? See Charlotte? 
She's whining and complaining about Sage again. See, Charlotte? Or he's saying, look, look at, God's saying, look at my daughter. She's not going to turn her back on me no matter what, Job. You can accuse all you want to. The battle is not with flesh and blood. It's against Satan and God. And he's coming to accuse God's people to get them to turn their back on him so he can say, see, God, they didn't love you. They really didn't love you. They only wanted the benefit from you. Because when it gets hard and heavy, they run. Shakabah. So the battle is not what we see. It's a, a battle in the spirit world. Job lived in two worlds. He lived in the natural. He lived in the spiritual. He never cursed God. But his body was afflicted. Uh, he, he was tried in the flesh. And he was tried in the spirit. He was tried in the spirit because his wife come and said, why don't you renounce God and curse him? He was tried in the spirit because his sons and daughters were killed. He was tried because his faith was tried because all these bulls came on his body. I hadn't been through what Job went through, and he never said why. He never cursed God. He never, why do the righteous suffer? Because there's a battle in the unseen world. That's the only reason. The devil don't care nothing about us. He don't even care. He, he don't care. He knows hell's dark. He knows it's gloomy. I don't even know if he can see us in hell. He might can hear, hear everybody screaming. So what's he really gaining? He's just wanting to get people away from God. He's mad at God. So he, the devil wasn't even satisfied because Job passed all those tests. I mean, his kids, the house fell down on his kids. But he wasn't satisfied. He said, oh, but you, you let me touch his body. See, he's limited. Who's in control? God. He's limited. So he goes back to God and says, if you'll let me touch his body, he'll curse you. Skin for skin. Let me touch him. God said, okay, don't kill him. So he's in control the whole time. He's in control the whole time. The devil can't do nothing to you that God don't allow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Job passed the test when he didn't see the unseen world. He didn't see the devil accusing God. He didn't see any of that. He didn't see the souls that was coming to freedom ministry. We might not can see that for everyone, that whatever, then God's going to send more and he's going to multiply them. I walked into prayer last night and Gigi's sitting on that pew. There was a soul sitting here. And that's the way God always does me. I can't get discouraged because when I walk in the house of the Lord, there's always a little ray of hope somewhere. There's always like, come on now. Y'all doing the right thing. Y'all doing right. Here's another soul. Here's another one you can get out of bondage. You can get out of darkness. You can get, show them how to give free because you stand and not be a, you don't let the enemy take you out no matter what. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey. Whoo. Thank you, Lord. We say things like, my business didn't work out, God, and I felt like this was you telling me to do this. We say things like, my mama died, God, 
Are you even real? Where are you at, God? Or we start demanding, you got to do something. Who am I to tell God what he got to do? How can I tell God you got to do something? He already did everything. I mean, I ain't never gave my son up to die for a bunch of sinners. <laughs> he already did everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He was hung on the tree to redeem us from the curse of the law. Hey, Job said in 23.10, let's look at it. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. But he knows the way that I take. He has concern for it. He he's concerned about what you're going through. Appreciates and pays attention to it. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as refined gold, pure and luminous. So you're going to come out as pure gold because you tried by fire. And when you walk, I was thinking last night, we're glory carriers. Or this morning, I told Evangelist Kobe because we prayed over the, prayed over some things. And, and, and I said, we're glory carriers. We just got to know how to get the glory out. Everyone in here is the glory carrier, and that's why the enemy tries to destroy you, <laughs> tries to destroy the church because he doesn't want the glory to be revealed on the earth. But God said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men are going to dream dreams, and your young men are going to have visions. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is it God's will for you to be sick? Was it God's will that Job was sick? Was it his will that his kids had died? Was it his will? No. What is God's will? Third John 2. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Every good gift comes from heaven, comes from above. Sickness is not good. Poverty is not good. So anything that's coming from heaven can't be bad. The enemy's coming to try God. He's coming to accuse you. And so he can discourage God, I guess. He already knows his days are over, so I don't know why he don't quit. It just shows the viciousness, viciousness in his heart. Psalm 105.37. Let's look at it. Psalm 105.37. It's early. <laughs> I give y'all some coffee. <laughs> he brought Israel forth also with silver and gold. See, this is God's will for you. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. This morning we felt uh, the, the, I felt the river parted and we could walk through into more freedom. So he brought them out with silver and gold, and there was no feeble, no sick person among them. So that means when he brings you into this, translating into the kingdom of life instead of the kingdom of dark, then we don't supposed to be sick no more. We're not supposed to be poor no more. I ain't supposed to be broke no more. What's that song? To be sick no more. I don't have to be poor no more. 
I am set free from the enemy. No sun sets free, is free indeed. No more bondage, glorious liberty. No more bondage, no more bondage. I am set free from the enemy. Sun sets free, is free indeed. More bondage, glorious liberty. <laughs> I don't have to be sick no more. I don't have to be poor no more. Now I'm set free from the enemy. He would tell me to sing when Pastor Dan ain't in here. That's funny. God is funny. He gonna see if you gonna do it. Do you know what I mean? He gonna see if you gonna wait till she come back. <laughs> uh, he, he always gonna see is there faith in the house. He said, I'm coming back to see if there's faith on the earth. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he gonna try you in them times to see if you're gonna go to your mind. If I'm going to go to my mind and say, let me wait, Pastor Dan will be back in a minute. She can sing this song. No, I don't have to be sick no more. I don't have to be poor no more. Free. I forget the now. <laughs> oh, I'm getting drunk now. Sets free is free indeed more bondage glorious liberty yay no more bondage no more bondage now i'm set free from the enemy i don't have to be sick free is free in you want to be free today you can't worry about what you sound like <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that live you know okay in the microphone call me hire me to sing for you <laughs> that's funny <laughs> they will prove that god has to the church daily such as be saved because they won't come because of my singing <laughs> I just have a little more, and we're going to sing that song. Uh, so ask yourself today, is your love for God pure, or do you have a motive? Because Job was tried until the pureness came out. When everything falls apart, do you still love him? Do you still serve him? Do you get mad at him? Do you say, why? Do you curse God? I've done all this for you, God, and look. And then it says, there's total control by God. He puts a limit on the enemy of how much he can do to you. But it's according to you how much you going to resist the devil that he'll flee. 
It's according to you. I saw my mama when she couldn't walk or anything, and she'd tell Julie to put on Dr. Smell. They'd play in worship because it was around the conference time in January, and she was wiggling her toes and, and said, are we dancing yet? <laughs> Stuff like that would change her life. I never heard her say, why, what did I do? When people say, why, why you? She said, why not me? I'm no better than anybody else that's tried. She'd say, God, is everything okay with me and you? And I mean, she was the most holy person I ever knew. And if you're the daughter, you know. My kids know how I live. <laughs> you know, sons and daughters know. But God, are we okay? Come forth as pure gold. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Dr. Sorella says, don't never get in a boxing match if you don't know you're going to win. See, we can get in there with the enemy when he's coming against our family and everything because we already won. We know the outcome of that boxing match. I know that he's already defeated. I know he's just trying to look big. I know he's as a roaring lion, but he's not a lion. He's a little imp, ump, oop, oof, whatever, Asia. She go around saying oof all the time. Oof. He's, he's a little oof that's under our feet. He's nothing but somebody that's something, not even a body, that's look, accusing us to God. Look at me, darling. Look. Look. Yeah, I'm looking at her. She loves her children with all of her heart, and she's going to fight for them. That's what God's saying. See, God was bragging on Job. Look at, have you seen my servant, Rhonda? Have you seen how she walks in faith? Have you seen uh, Adam? Have, have you seen him lately? He's just bragging on y'all. He's bragging on y'all. And the enemy gets mad because he ain't bragging on him no more. Hey, hey. His whole essence is pride and he's mad because you're getting bragged on. So he's, he's accusing you before God. But one day, he ain't going to have access no more to God because he's going to be gone forever. Shakaba. So you got to not go by feelings. You got to go by knowing. Joe went by knowing because he had relationship with God. We go back to that. He had relationship. Even though he couldn't see in the unseen world, that the whole battle wasn't about him. It was about between Satan and God. He still didn't curse God. Amen. Amen. Jesus didn't curse God. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Let this cup pass from me. He said one time on the cross, why are you forsaking me? Because God could look on sin. God had to turn his back on his own son while he took your and not my sin. He never cursed him. He's, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. 
Whew. I need to be more like Job. Let's look at Job 23, 8 and 10. Thank you, Lord. I think I might have read it already. Is that the one about the gold? No, this is what Job was saying. Behold, I go forward and to the east, but he's not there. He couldn't find God. I go backward and to the west, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand and to the north where he works, I seek him, but I cannot behold him. He turns himself to the right hand and to the south, but I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. He has concern for it and appreciates it and pays attention to it. When he's tried me, I'll come forth as refined gold. So there was a time in his life where he couldn't see or feel God, just like Jesus. You know, I might want to meet him when I get to heaven. Like, how did you do that? Remember Mama saying one time, you got to reach, sometimes you got to reach down real low to get that God on the inside of you because you don't feel anything. You go through the trials and the tribulations because there's a war going on in the heavenlies. And we're, we're just these little peoples on the earth, and we, we do the best that we can, you know. But as long as your heart's crying out to him, that's all he asks. As long as that cry is there, he's saying, look at my daughter, look at my son. They're still looking for me. They still want me. They're still seeking me. And, hey, they're still, they still seeking me. Look. Hey, Monica's still crying out, even though her husband's uh, choking the other day. Even though he's bedridden almost, she, she's crying out. Holy, 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 we glorify your name. You're all together lovely, and you're always the same. Glory, glory, glory is the Lord of hosts. He's coming down in our situations today. He cares about you. He cares about you. Every hair on your head is numbered by him. He loves you so much. He's given you to his son as a prize, as a bride for eternity. He loves us so much. He's sorry for your pain. If there's another so one, it hasn't been in vain. He wants us to be completely whole as one man and woman here on the earth. You're my Savior. 
You know your people suffer for your name's sake. We praise your name. I praise your name. I praise your name. We'll never be the same as we praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. So who's in control? God. Because Psalms uh, 37, I'm thinking looking at it right, 23, steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 1, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Well, that means he's in control of your life because you give him the will. I give him the will. Amen. So he's not going to let anything happen to you that you can't handle. That's why when Dr. Srella got ready to go, he wouldn't die. He's 88, I think. He told his kids and his wife, let me go. Just let me go. Because we got a will. See, and that will is strong. <laughs> that will is strong. I've seen my daddy keep my mom alive through that wheel. I've seen him do it. He would come in there and wake her up, and she's like, who brought me back? I heard her say that. Who brought me back? I was in another place, and you brought me back. We said, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, so that's how strong that wheel is. That's why it's got to be laid down on the cross. So the righteous suffer because there's a battle between Satan and God, and he's accusing the righteous. And God's bragging on his people. And we're going to come forth as pure gold. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening to me. Thank you for listening online. Just know that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.